goal isn't to, to stick to some kind of pattern. The goal is to abide with Jesus and let the Spirit produce fruit in our life and shape us. And so this is the trellis on, on how to do that. Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Whittle Church in Glendora, California. My name is Stephen Coppenrath. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I am your host. All right, well, welcome back, Lucas. Um, glad you're here, man. Thanks. Good to be here again. Yeah. Uh, so you've been here now in America for about two months now. Yeah. Does it feel like you live here now, or does it just feel like you're on a long holiday? Yeah, I think we're kind of at that tipping point where... Yeah. You know, I've taken like a sabbatical before. And so you're like at the point where you're like, how come we're not getting on an airplane to like go <laughs> <Yeah>. home? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. So, uh, I think, yeah, we're kind of at that point of like, oh, this is, this is home now. Right. And, uh, this is, you know, where we're, where, where we live. So. You kind of found your grocery store and you found your kind of rhythm. Yeah, off, we're like getting there. Go. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah. It's funny because your rhythms get so disrupted when you move, uh, and trying to reestablish some of those. Even Sue and I, you know, the other night had, uh, you know, a, a frustration kind of conversation, just oh, even yeah. about like family meals and stuff. Is like that, that. Code, like, a code word for a fight? Little argument for a fight? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you ask her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just like we couldn't, we've just like, yeah, we've struggled to like even get back to like our family kind of like rhythms sure. of like family sure. dinner and stuff like that. But disruption is, a, it can be a good thing. It can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I can't imagine moving family to a, another continent, uh, kids starting school starting a new job during a global pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah. It has to mess with your sense of rhythm. Sure. Um, but I want to talk more about that today a little bit. Yeah. As we've been talking the last few weeks about um, marks of a Christian, there's kind of this emerging through line of not just, you know, not just producing or accomplishing um, spiritual things, but really allowing these actions to, to kind of talk to like who you are at mm-hmm. the core. Yeah. And you actually mentioned this quote the other day that I thought was great. Um, 40% of the actions we take are not based on choices, but habits. Yeah, it was a study at a Duke University. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super interesting. And as we, as we talk more about that, you were kind of pointing me towards something that I thought would be really helpful uh, to talk through on footnotes. So let's get into it. Um, what is this this idea of the rule of life and why is it more important in this season now uh, than ever? Yeah. Rule of life is is essentially just a, uh, I guess, a little bit of a a term that came out of kind of monastic communities, Benedictine Mm -hmm. communities, things like that, that really just was uh, a term to describe kind of patterns of habits uh, that form you spiritually. So um, the the reason they use the word rule is is out of the Latin, and basically that Latin root word describes uh, a trellis. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're trying to cultivate a plant or a vine or something like that, uh, the rule of life would kind of be the trellis that that is on so that it doesn't just kind of run wherever it wants to. It's unruly, right. but like, how can we cultivate a life in Christ uh, in a in a way that is actually beautiful, uh, that's intentional and purposeful and uh, without a trellis or, mm. or some kind of intentionality with that, yeah. that just doesn't normally happen naturally. So that's really cool because there's this sense that when you're a Christian and you're growing, the... Um, it sounds like the rule of life then assumes that there will be growth, that there's kind of this like unruliness sometimes about our spiritual life that we kind of just grow in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And that trellis being there actually provides that structure. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our hearts are um, prone to, to worship. That's what yeah. we were made. So you're worshiping something. You are being discipled by something. Um, there's no neutral ground in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in contested space where our, mm-hmm. our culture is shaping the way that we think and feel and um, so rule of life really is is a, an attempt to abide with Jesus, 
uh, in a very intentional way. And some of these habits are kind of countercultural. Mm. Um, and so these aren't set habits uh, in, in a sense. Everybody can kind of um, look at their own life and develop these things. So we have technology now that, right. you know, the Benedictine monks or whoever, you know, never had to deal with. So mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, habits now have to consider uh, our technology and social media, all these kind of different ways that uh, life in in 2020 um, kind of throws at us. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that kind of makes my theological antenna go up a little bit is there's, uh, as you mentioned, this isn't the way we tend to talk too much in church. And yeah. so, um, but as we really think about what we're talking about, these rhythms people are putting in place, there is a biblical precedent for it, right? Yeah. I mean, so where do we see this in scripture? Yeah. Well, I think even if you look at the life of Christ, um, so uh, Jesus uh, often would have these habits where he would um, withdraw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially say no to certain things, uh, things that we don't typically like uh, crowds and, and having a platform. He would, he would yeah. typically say no to that so that he could say yes to spending time with his father. Um, so you see these habits of Jesus withdrawing, uh, to spend time in prayer, uh, these habits of like meals with his disciples, uh, over and over again. Um, even his 40 days in the wilderness, uh, to really, uh, prepare, uh, fasting. So Jesus is entering into, to these kind of patterns of how does he abide with his father? Uh, so that he, you know, he says, I, I just do what the father tells me to do. I say yeah. what the father tells me to say. Um, because he's abiding with, he's listening. Mm. And I just know my natural bent, I don't, and I, uh, most of us, our natural bent is to uh, to busyness. Um, I say yes to good things or not necessarily yeah. bad things. So Jesus, yeah. like teaching the crowds, you're like, well, that's a great opportunity. What a what an opportunity you have to preach the gospel. And he's like, yeah, but if I don't, if I'm not rooted in uh, a relationship with my father, you know, that's all, that's all for nothing. Yeah. So, uh, so that's where he, he drew his strength. And if Jesus needed to do that, then how much more, you know, do we need to do that? So yeah. I, I also know in my life, like the, the, the opposite mm-hmm. of, of that is, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm a real like spontaneous person. So mm-hmm. I'm not naturally a person that like loves structure and like mm. lists and to-do lists. Like my wife loves a to-do list and ticking it off. And yeah. I'm like, ah, I just rather like whatever comes naturally. But the older I've gotten and the longer I've walked with Jesus, I just realized that my natural bent just left to my own kind of natural rhythms is not toward abiding with Jesus. It's yeah. always, there's always something that's squeezing that out. Pushing into those passages a little bit about Jesus getting away. Uh, we know that, you know, personality tests right now are kind of all the rage, you know, Myers-Briggs and strengths tests. You know, I wonder if Jesus was just an introvert or if he actually chose to do these things consistently as kind of a framework for rule of life. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard to know, like, if what, you know, Jesus's personality would yeah, be. I mean, tired yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, I mean, we do see he gets tired. We mm-hmm. do see he needs to sleep. We do see, the, you know, uh, he was fully, he was fully man. So uh, he was fully God as well. But like, he experienced all the things that we experienced. So he did get tired. He did, he did need to sleep. He did need to rest. He did need to stop, uh, you know, working at times. Uh, you know, he's asking kids to come to him. He's hanging mm-hmm. out with guys essentially on a three-year camping trip. So I'm sure yeah. like, you know, he's laughing and, you know, like having a good time and stuff. <laughs> a three-year but, camping trip. That's yeah, funny. but he's yeah. like weeping as well. Like, and so there, he he's experiencing the emotions that we experience. He's, he's, a, he's an embodied person with emotions yeah. and all the things that we have to, to deal with as well. And so I think that's where you see Jesus uh, abiding with the Father um, to be able to accomplish the will of his father as an embodied human. For sure. Yeah. So um, talking about kind of these things, um, yeah. to get more specific, like we're talking about kind of like do these things because they're healthy and good and they're yeah. closer to the Lord, make a habit of, of this 
you know, a few things a week. And also don't do these things because they're corrupting or unhealthy or yeah. there's potential sin we could fall into. Is yeah. that kind of what we're talking about? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I think to think of it in terms of like, what am I saying yes to, or what am I mm-hmm. embracing? Yeah. And then what am I resisting? So there's that continuum. If you think of that as like a vertical continuum yeah. and then like a horizontal intersecting co- continuum of like, what am I doing to love God and to love other people? Yeah. Um, you know, so you might have habits and, and I, for me, I try to think of these, what are daily habits that I have yeah. that, to do this? What are weekly habits that I do? Uh, I even have like, uh, what are quarterly habits? So I'm going to do this yeah. quarterly or maybe even annually. Mm. Um, and to think about these are the, these are the things that I'm going to do or not do mm. or pause doing at certain times uh, to ensure my spiritual formation is happening in an intentional way and not just in a haphazard way being shaped by the world around me. So yeah. that might be things like, um, I want to put a disclaimer that I don't, I'm not like an expert in this where, sure. Hey, I do this perfect all the time. Well, that's why you're on the podcast. Well, really? Well, so <laughs> I guess we messed up there. Yeah. Well, and, and I also want to say like, uh, I've changed these at different seasons yeah, in my life. For sure. And one of the frustrations that we, you know, I think we, the reason we're even talking about yeah. this today is the disruption of moving, mm-hmm. starting kids at school. We're all home now. Everybody's yeah. working from home. Like it doesn't, there's not the sense of like, Oh, I've got some, uh, these kind of normal rhythms of my day. Uh, like it's all been disrupted. And so right. How, how do I reestablish some of these things in my life? So some of those examples of like daily habits might be, uh, you know, like uh, one hour of my, with my phone off, mm. um, a period of time where I'm just going to turn my phone off. I, no one needs me that much. Um, <laughs> when, you know, if I'm at home with my family, yeah. like we, I'm old enough to remember not having a cell phone. Sure. Like I yeah. lived before pagers were even invented. What? Like you just weren't available. <laughs> That's amazing. You are so and you know old. what? Yeah. Nobody, nobody, yeah. uh, the world didn't fall apart. People survived. Like, yeah, people yeah. survived. Yeah. And so uh, turning my phone off, uh, even how I, I use my phone. So there's notifications that I just turn off. I don't need to know every time someone's made a comment on social media or things like that. That's always vying for my attention for sure. uh, in that way. Um, you know, scripture before my phone, like even in the morning, like, will I, um, start my day off meditating on the word instead of, you know, the newsfeed uh, of the day. As I'm hearing you kind of give these examples, I feel like there's a sense of, um, in my heart, legalism that kind of pops up to the yeah. surface a little bit of like, it actually reminds me of kind of early days in high school when I started to really, you know, quote unquote, take my faith seriously and yeah. kind of. As a, as a young, you know, emerging adult, you're kind of thinking about how do I put these things in place that my pastor is talking about? You know, we talked about the day, yeah. morning devos, quiet time. Sure, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, basically yeah. reading your Bible every day, praying every day, and then not allowing yourself to to kind of be open up to sinful things. And so maybe you relate to this, but I, I can remember actually taking all my... Um, my nine inch nail CDs <laughs> and my offspring CDs yes. and smashing them with a hammer, right? Yeah. Like apparently I wanted to make a scene and be dramatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, you know, if anyone's done that before, maybe that's right. You know, maybe that's what the Lord is leading me to do. But yeah. for, I know for me, um, you know, I think it came from a place of legalism. So yeah. how, like, as we're talking about these ideas, how do we guard our hearts against legalism when it comes to rule of life? Yeah, I think so. I think because you can turn anything and uh, anything that, that we can use to worship the Lord, we can kind of turn inward on ourselves to really end up worshiping yeah. our, ourselves in, in that way and, and kind of patting ourselves on the back. And so for me, it comes back to how do I abide with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about just ticking off like, OK, I did my morning devotions for the day. I can kind of put Jesus back in his box and get on with the rest of my day, you know, without him. And I'll see right. you in the morning, you know, sort of thing. 
um, for me, I was like, how can I have rhythms in my life that will um, intentionally form my heart, form me spiritually in ways that I'm actually enjoying my time with the Lord? Mm. And it's intimacy, I think, in those moments that that bring you back to it. Because when I have done things more out of like a legalistic kind of uh, way, um, they they tend to not last or, yeah. uh, you know, I kind of get bored with them or I kind of get tired. And I'm not saying you can't change rule of life you know, as, as your life changes. Cause I think, yeah. uh, I think you have, you almost have to do that, you know? So rule of life for a single person is going to look different than people with young kids. That's going to look different with more mature kids or empty nesters mm-hmm. or, you know, all of those things uh, they could look different. But I think the goal is, is how am I walking with Jesus and how am I resisting, um, the way culture is trying to disciple me right. and, and for my heart and to lead my desires and how can I, intentionally make sure that it's the spirit uh, that is shaping my desires and forming me spiritually as a person. In some of these, you know, things like Sabbath or things like uh, sleep or or whatever that is, some of them are spiritual, but they're connected to who we are as embodied people as well. I think that's something like through my cancer journey, I I was made much much more aware of Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I think I was almost kind of Gnostic in the sense of like, oh, the mm. spirit and the body are, are kind of two different things. And the spirit's a really important thing. Your body, well, it's going to give up eventually anyway. And realizing that actually how we take care of ourselves physically actually does have an, you know, there's a holistic spirituality. Sure. And I'm not trying to get all mystical and weird. No, I'm just no. like, we are embodied people. Absolutely. And yeah. so uh, to uh, to have these rhythms that acknowledge that as well. Yeah. What happens in these moments is it shapes my desires and I find my desire longing to be with Jesus more, yeah. not less. And then you have to go, okay, well, my circumstances have changed. So I need to tweak some of this yeah. because, you know, I, this is how I'm actually going to be able to abide with Jesus more. Well, let's talk about some of those changing, you know, times for yeah. you right now. I mean, yeah. this has been a really busy season for you. Um, so how have you kind of shifted kind of real, real time reflection? I, I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of easy for us to talk sometimes about like our, our past uh, issues or kind of yeah. tension. And it's like, I know I'm on the other side of that now. It's great. Oh yeah. But yeah. like, no, uh, I'm in the middle of it. Um, so how have your personal rhythms changed since, since moving from Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've kind of all gone out the window Yeah, and, and, and even lockdown and the pandemic is, yeah. has played a role in that too. You know, before that you all had rhythms, your kids left and went to school in the morning. I could go into my office and, you know, take that first half an hour and, you know, uh, kind of do devotional stuff then. Uh, Sabbath, you know, you could actually go places or mm-hmm. you could, you know, leave your house and do things enjoyable and, you know, all those kind of, uh, different, different things like that. And, and now I'm like, we're, we're all at home. Uh, there right. is no like quiet space, uh, uh, you know, if you will. And so to try to carve that out and to try to find that, you know, I used to have kind of these quarterly rhythms of, um, uh, I would go away for like 36 hours and, wow. yeah. and, my wife would be like, Hey, I think it's time for you to go and have one of your retreats. Cause I would always come back yeah. a better person. Yeah. And you know, she's which, like, you're which means you were not a very good person. Before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you should leave for 36 hours, you know, and, and I'd go be with Jesus for a while and uh-huh. then come back. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have those places here yet. I don't yeah. know where those places yeah. are. You know, I'm, I'm just getting to know the Glendora area. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, you know, even physical spaces. I'm like, where do I go to, um, you know, for a walk or I had all of those places all mapped out places that I knew exactly where I could go. And, and, but to your credit, you're, you're aware of it. 
and you're asking those questions sure. still. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of one of the things yeah. that I'm hearing that this trellis really kind of trains you to start thinking that way. For sure. So yeah, for even sure. Even though you're yeah. in a different place, it's like, okay, where where will I go for for this thing that I used to do, to do this way? Yeah. Well, and you miss it. So yeah. when whenever those disruptions come into place, uh, you do f- I do feel a, a deficit. Right. I think when you miss something. You go, how can I get that back? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like now? It's not going to look exactly the same as it was in the, in the previous season of my life. So sometimes I hear this, and I'm sure you do too. Um, okay, you're, you're a pastor. Of yeah. course, you take time to pray and think and journal, and, but we, we all have to start somewhere. Yeah. So how would you encourage someone who's hearing you talk, who's resonating even with putting some of these spiritual rhythms into, the, into their life, yeah. but doesn't know how to start? Like, how, how would you help someone start this process? Are there any resources out there to, to be helpful? Well, I think I would start with paying attention to ourself. Yeah. And actually, um, what is it that I'm feeling that I feel like I need this? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, I start feeling anxious. Yeah. So I need to pay attention. Like, where, where's my anxiety kind of coming from? In these moments, how can I find that kind of peace again? And so, mm. uh, you know, for some of that, it's how I might start my day. And if mm-hmm. I don't start my day the right way, you know, I can have this like low level anxiety throughout the day. Or yeah. um, if I feel like, man, there's something that I've, I've just not ever gotten to my time with the Lord or whatever that is, you know, I just have this kind of nagging feeling. And so I think just paying attention to ourselves, um, and knowing, knowing ourselves as well. Mm. Um, and, and then you even mentioned yeah. something like doing like a time on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, something like that, like actually just mapping out. Okay. Well, what, what, what do my mornings look like mm-hmm. or where, what does my spiritual life look like? And how does that map out on the rest of my life? Cause we have yeah. work and jobs and right. family commitments and we have these things and we're not called to abandon those things. Uh, we're actually called to actually, you know, work as unto the Lord and to mm-hmm. lead our families well. And so how can we do that, uh, in those places? And so I think thinking through even my schedule, my time, because right. we are embodied people and we are limited by time and space and where can I not fit these things in, what might I need to say no to? Mm-hmm. What is taking too much of my time? Mm-hmm. And technology is often a big part of that. Yeah. You know, how, how am I living in community with other people? Um, whether that's my family or brothers and sisters in Christ. And mm-hmm. um, where, does, where does my spiritual life fit in with my local church? Um, and, you know, my serving and all, all of those sure. sorts of things uh, within that. So a couple actual like resources that I would recommend if people are interested in that. Uh, there's a couple books. Yeah. Uh, one is called Crafting a Rule of Life. And it's literally like 12 sessions that will walk you through uh, an invitation to a well-ordered way. So that's by Stephen uh, Machia, I think is how you maybe pronounce the last name. One that's actually a really good starting point is a book called The Common Rule uh, by Justin Early. And it's a Habits of Purpose uh, for an Age of Distraction. Um, those are really two good ones. Uh, anything by Peter Scazzaro, mm. emotionally healthy mm-hmm. spirituality. Um, he, he touches on some of these things, but I, even with that's maybe more foundational, like even before doing some kind of heart work before that, uh, I just picked up a book called the deeply formed life. I've just started that and I'm enjoying that kind of five transformative values uh, to root us in the way of Jesus. So, I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're just talking about practicing the way right. of Jesus. So how do I take what Jesus has asked me to do to abide in him and actually create habits in my life that make sense, uh, that, uh, that give me a well-ordered way to do that. And so it's not being legalistic. It's actually mm. just being intentional for yeah. me. It's intentionality. Yeah. It's how do I intentionally, um, try to abide with Jesus. Um, but then, you know, life happens and, and your habits start to 
fall, fall away and you get new habits. And so it's really just paying attention to those things. And the nice thing about, I think disruption, like a pandemic and things like that, it gives us opportunity to reevaluate. Yeah. It gives us opportunity to kind of pause and, and see where can I make some changes in my life? That's good. Yeah. You know, I think as far as just even next steps go, I just want to encourage uh, those of you who are listening. And I think even just encouraging myself as I think about some healthy rhythms I want to put in place in this next season of life, I think anything worth doing takes time, yeah. right? So there's this, you know, one practical thing for, for, for all of us is if, if you want to do this, if you want to kind of step forward and doing a, a rule of life, creating kind of this, this rhythm moving forward, you probably need to set aside some hours, a, yeah. a day even, just to really do some of that thoughtful thinking about yeah. like, hey, what's my life look like right now? How am I feeling? Doing some self-auditing, doing some time auditing and writing some notes down and kind of going uh, going from there. Another thought too is probably even just letting someone know, like a friend or a spouse or yeah. it's like, hey, would you help me with this? I'm kind of, I'm not yeah. sure what this looks like yet, but I'm working through this process and I would love for your accountability and for your prayer and for yeah. just as you're thinking about me, um, I'm, I'm working through this right now. And so I'd love your support through it. Yeah, I think doing it in community is, is helpful for sure. You know, if you're married, it's it's really obvious because they're going to yeah. know some of those habits, see some of them. And yeah. I also think even if you are married, though, having a having a friend that can you know, sure. just say, hey, how's that going for you? Or, mm-hmm. or uh, not in a like, again, in a, a legalistic kind of way, uh, but to, to check in on you. I would also say one thing that I've uh, found because I'm like an all or nothing kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, so like if I'm going to do a diet or workout, I'm all in, yeah. you know, or I'm like, I'm not in at all. <laughs> and sometimes that's not very helpful. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> I think even just starting somewhere. Yeah. So add one habit. That's good. And do that for a couple of weeks. And you know, so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up my Bible before my phone. Right. And that, I'm gonna add that one habit into my life. Right. And I'm gonna and make, make my bed every day. Yeah. I'm gonna you know. I'm gonna turn that habit, and then yeah. I'll, I'm gonna add another one, and add, and and almost mm-hmm. like building block. That's great. Well, thanks, man, for sharing. Appreciate your wisdom in this area, and uh, look forward to seeing how we can be. Yeah, just a little bit more um, healthy and holistic and, and look more like Jesus ultimately yeah, as, as he's abiding in the Father and as we're trying to abide in the Father as well. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the goal isn't to, to stick to some kind of pattern. The goal is to abide with Jesus and let the Spirit produce fruit in our life and shape us. And so this is the trellis on, on how to do that. All right, well, we're out of time. But thanks for joining us for our podcast, Footnotes. Be sure to subscribe. And we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. You should leave for 36 hours, you know, and and, uh, go be with Jesus for a while and then come back.